is no pharaoh on the Nile. Our toil is neither mud nor bricks or sand. Our ankles bear no calluses from chains, yet, Lord, we're bound. Imprisoned here we dwell in our own land. Deliver us, deliver us, O Yahweh, hear our cry. And gather us beneath your wings tonight. Our sins, they are more numerous than all the lambs we slay. Our shackles, they were made with our own hands. Our toil is our atonement and our freedom yours to give. So Yahweh, break this silence if you can. Deliver us, deliver us, oh Yahweh, hear our cry. And gather us beneath your wings tonight. Deliver us, deliver us, oh Yahweh, hear our cry. And gather us beneath your wings tonight. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I have longed to gather you beneath my gentle wings. Would you join me now in the call to worship? It's Christmas Eve, Eve. How quickly this time has come upon us. Calm your spirits. Take time to hear the wondrous news. Believe in the good news. If you're comfortably able, would you please stand? Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant.
Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. True God of true God, light from light eternal, lo, He shines not the virgin's womb. Son of the Father, begotten, not created, oh, come, let us adore Him, oh, come, let us adore Him, oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet Thee, born one happy morning, Jesus, to Thee be all glory given. appearing oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him Christ the Lord oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let adore him Christ the Lord please be seated welcome to this Christmas Eve Eve service and I'm delighted to have my one of my very best friends in the entire world here tonight this is literally the only day we could get him tomorrow he has four services and it is his anniversary I don't know how his wife's going to handle that I tried to help him out, but she's not listening, Mike. I'm sorry. He is what I call a triple threat, songwriter, singer, and one of the best preachers I know. So would you please help me welcome the Reverend Michael Rayson. Once in royal David's city Stood a lowly cattle shed Where a mother laid her baby In a manger for his bed Mary, loving mother mild Jesus Christ, her little child he came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all. And his shelter was a stable, and his cradle was a stall. With the poor, the scorned, the lowly, lived on earth a Savior holy. Jesus is our childhood's pattern, day by day like us he grew. 
He was little, weak, and helpless, tears and smiles like us He knew. And He feeleth for our sadness, and He shareth in our gladness. And our eyes at last shall see Him through His own redeeming love. For that child so dear and gentle is our Lord in heaven above. And He leads His children on to the place where He is gone. A reading from King David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest of valleys, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. could hear a woman cry in the alleyways that night in the streets of David's town and the stable was not clean and the cobblestones were cold and little Mary full of grace with the tears upon her face Had no mother's hand to hold It was a labor of pain It was a cold sky above Before the girl on the ground in the dark With every beat of her beautiful heart it was a labor of love Noble Joseph at her side Calloused hands and weary eyes There were no midwives to be found On the streets of David's town In the middle of the night So he held her and he prayed Shafts of moonlight on her face But the baby in her womb He was the maker of the moon 
He was the author of the faith that could make the mountains move. It was a labor of pain. It was a cold sky above. For the girl on the ground in the dark, with every beat of her beautiful heart, it was a labor of love. For little Mary, full of grace, with the tears upon her face, it was a labor of love. A witness from Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph before they lived together, she was found to be pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to the public disgrace, planned to divorce her quietly. But just when he had been resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the prophet through the prophet. Look. The virgin shall become a pregnant and give birth to a son. And they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from asleep, he said, as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, he took her for his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had given birth to a son. And they named him Jesus. Mary, did you know that your ancient words would still leap off our pages? Mary, did you know that your spirit's song would echo through the ages? Did you know that your holy cry would be subversive words? That the tyrants would be trembling When they know your truth is heard Mary, did you know That your lullaby Would stir your own child's passion? Mary, did you know That your jubilee Would inspire the liberation? Did you know that your hope this day is held within the heart of all who dream of justice, who yearn for it to start. The truth will teach, the drum will sound, 
For the healing of the nations Mary did you know Your unsettling cry Can help renew creation Do you know That we need your faith The confidence of you May the God that you believe in Be so I uh, checked the weather forecast for home. Christmas Day, it will be 105 degrees. It is not 105 degrees here. I'm wondering if Australia will share about 50 degrees of that, and then we can kind of equalize out somewhere in the middle. Let's pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Marvin was advanced in his age and death was near and the preacher came to visit him at his bedside and Marvin was asleep when the preacher arrived so the, the preacher just stood near his bed and was offering a silent prayer for the eventual repose of his soul but suddenly Marvin's eyes flew open he sat bolt upright in the bed and he motioned for pen and paper struggling to breathe and as he wrote something out he ripped it out of the pad and handed it to the preacher and then he fell over and he was unable to be revived the preacher folded up the note and put it in his pocket it didn't feel right to read it at that point. And at uh, Marvin's funeral several days later, the preacher remembered he was wearing the same suit as he'd worn to the hospital a, a few days previously, and Marvin's last words were written on a piece of paper in his suit pocket. So he thought that maybe the gathered mourners would like to hear Marvin's last words, and the preacher took it out and read this Hey, preacher, get off my oxygen tube. Everyone who experiences something, even death, has a different way of looking at things. But imagine for a moment that you had never heard the story of Jesus' birth before and someone sat you down, without a Bible, by the way, to tell you and to teach you the story of Jesus. A birth that you never witnessed or participated in, although you are captured within that story, but you weren't actually there in person. You might take some notes as someone is telling you about the stable, about the manger and the shepherds and the wise guys, because you know you have to carry this story and pass it on to something else. No written word, no Bible to rely on, just your memory. And the most important thing to remember about the Christmas story is there is no Shrek-like talking donkey in the Christmas story. 
Those who attended Marvin's last fictitious final moments remembered his death in different ways. The preacher saw him sit upright in bed before falling back to his death. The nurses and the doctors attempted to revive him would remember his death in a different way, as would Marvin's family and friends. When we recall the Christmas story, we often do so without the help of the written record, which up until a few hundred years ago, we didn't have. You had to listen and learn the stories as they were passed down to you. Luke and Matthew were not present and accounted for when Jesus was born. And when they wrote their Gospels, they relied on the Holy Spirit and on those to whom the story had been passed to give them the written account, to to help them learn about what had happened. And so we have those stories now in Scripture. But I'll tell you one thing that Matthew had. Matthew had an ear and an eye for detail. Whether you believe the narrative of the birth of Jesus is actual or factual or allegorical or whatever, there's one thing that can be said about Matthew. He has an eye for detail. Matthew and Luke weren't there to witness the birth of Jesus. They weren't the shepherds. They weren't the wise men. They weren't the innkeepers or anyone else you might come across in the story. Matthew or Luke didn't meet the guy that this story was about for three more decades, but they had an eye for detail, especially Matthew, an ability to pull together the threads of a story to give it legitimacy, to graft it into the conscience of the world for the past 2,000 years. That was something that these men excelled at. A few moments ago, Sylvester read the narrative of the events that led to the birth of Jesus from Matthew's gospel, but I want to highlight one verse in particular. This happened to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through his prophet. Listen, a virgin will be pregnant. She'll give birth to a son and he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, Yahweh, with us. Now, Matthew is quoting from the book of Isaiah. It's already a text that's over 700 years old by this point. There was no Google for him to look this up on. There was no modern day library that contained 15 uh, copies of the book of Isaiah, which is more like three books stitched together to make one book for him to check out and, and read up on. There wasn't even chapter and verse in these books to make the navigation of the Hebrew Bible easier. In fact, the books of the Old Testament weren't even assembled in the same place, save for the Torah, the first five. Yet Matthew has this little entry that links the birth of Jesus to an ancient prophet. Listen, a virgin will be pregnant and she'll give birth to a son and he'll be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, Yahweh with us. Emmanuel means God or Yahweh, with us. It's not an everyday name like Jesus, which today would be Joshua, or Joseph, or Sally, or or Richard. It's a formal name. He'll be known as Emmanuel, God with us. Both of my grandfathers had formal names, Frank and Edwin. Nobody ever knew, except for family, that they were their first names, because everyone knew them as Perse and Keith. Their second names, or as their parents intended, their everyday names. Emmanuel is a name kind of like that. It's a formal name. 300 years prior to Isaiah, David the king wrote the words, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
There are two very closely associated words between what David wrote a thousand years before the birth of Jesus and what Isaiah wrote 700 years before the birth of Jesus and what Joseph was told in a dream shortly before the birth of Jesus. Mahdi is the word used by Isaiah. It means Yahweh is with me. Imanu is the word used by David. It means you are with me. It's kind of like saying Mike's grandfather Edwin was with him. Mike's grandfather Keith loved him. Sometimes it's the smallest of the details. God is with me. You are with me. You are with me that make all the difference. And still today, 3,000 years after David wrote that song, 2,700 years after the prophet penned the prophecy, 2,000 years after the promised one had come, it's the same story, is still true. God says, God shouts, God screams through this story of the birth of Jesus that he is with us. Which means wherever we find ourselves, Jesus has already been there with us. Facing a mountain of debt, God is with you. Divorced, God is with you. In pain, God is with you. In trouble, God is with you. In distress, God is with you. Worried about your kids in school or out, God is with you. Suffering anxiety, God and good medication is with you. Made a mess of your life and the lives of others, God is with you. In trial and tribulation, God is with you. Are you sick, suffering from an illness, have cancer, God is with you. Are you debt free, God is with you too. Walking on the mountaintop, God is with you. Seeing success and growth in your life, in your work and in your business, well, God is with you. The story of the birth of Jesus isn't a story that separates those that are feeling fine from those that aren't. The birth of Emmanuel, taking the form of a human child with hair like ours and skin like ours and eyes like ours and a body like ours is a promise that God is with us in all things. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for. And right after that statement are the four most important words, I think, contained in the Hebrew Bible. Quite possibly the four most powerful words ever penned. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for thou art with me. Yahweh is with us. God is with us, taking the form of a human baby. Jesus is with us. We are loved into the family of God for no other reason than this. I am with you. I am with you. Matthew takes a hold of that thread. The thread of that prophecy that runs from David to Isaiah to the dream of Joseph. Emmanuel, he reminds us, for God is with us. That thread didn't start with Isaiah. I think it starts at the very beginning. In the beginning stories of the Hebrew Bible, God, the scriptures say, was walking in the garden late one afternoon. Why? Not because God was out for a nice stroll. He wanted to spend time with Adam and with Eve because God has been there from the very beginning wanting to spend time with us. God was with us. God is with us. God will be with us. God was with us in the beginning. God is with us now. 
God will be with us in all things. Turn to the person sitting next to you and say, hey, friend, God is with you. Now turn to the person on the other side of you and say, hey, friend, God is with you. Perhaps we find ourselves in the story as a carpenter making his way to Bethlehem to register his family on the tax rolls. Perhaps you feel like Mary, nine months pregnant, possibly waddling all the way from Nazareth to Bethlehem. There's no donkey in the story. Perhaps you already love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story. Twill be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. That would make you in the company of angels that announced that story. Or maybe you find yourself watching the flock by night all seated round a tub, a bar of velvet soap comes down and you begin to scrub. Or it went something like that, I think. Maybe you haven't had a shower in months and you're out in the cold making sure your sheep or more than likely the sheep that someone else owns doesn't get taken by wolves or stolen by bandits to add to their own flocks. Dirty, smelly shepherds are welcomed at the cradle. And so are you. Because there in that little baby is the greatest story ever told. It's the story of Emmanuel that reaches as far back as God walking in the garden to spend time with the firstborn of all creation. The thread of Emmanuel that runs through the, the songs of David and the prophecy of Isaiah. Those that expanded on what Isaiah had to say down to a dream of a man whose betrothed girlfriend, a 14-year-old, is pregnant with someone else's child. And the angel says to Joseph, take Mary as your wife and call the child Imati. Yahweh is with you. God is with you. And we have that promise said by that baby, I am with you always, even to the end of all things. The baby who is God with us, a child who grows up as God with us, a man who travels around the countryside preaching and teaching with crowds of people getting bigger and bigger, the one who is God with us, the same God with us that experiences the pain of a whip used to break his bare back and a cross that is used upon his limp body. He truly was, as that Roman soldier remembered, the son of God. Yes, he truly was God with us, the same God who rolls the stone away in the still of the morning. When God Almighty proclaimed that God was with us in the valleys, in the heartache, in the tragedies, in the mirror, God was with us then, God is with us now, God will be with us in the future, even when we enter our own valley of the shadow of death. And we find ourselves on the other side as a new creation in Christ, perfect and without flaw, together at last where Marvin is without his oxygen tube, where God will always be into eternity. That's all we need to know about the story of Jesus. Are those four words? God is with us. And if you walk away from tonight's Christmas Eve Eve story with nothing else, 
walk away with those four words, God is with us, or more personably put, you are with me. And if you walk away this Christmas with only those four words, then you've experienced the miracle that is the Christmas story and the thread of Emmanuel that threads through thousands of years of history and is handed on to you. The thread that becomes a rope, a lifeline, a tether that holds us in the middle of this story. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Rejoice. Rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. God has come to us. People of the promise, God has come to you. Amen. Just grace before my little plans, just grace before my fingers and toes and my mouth and my nose were fashioned into place, just grace, just grace. Before I learn to run, just grace. And before my songs were sung, just grace. Before I climbed my first tree, fell down on my knees, and I saw my baby boy's face. Just grace, just grace, and it's only by grace that Jesus has saved. It's not by the works of my hands or my best laid plans, just grace, and nothing but grace can fully erase from my first to my last all my life will pass through grace before the world began just grace the father's perfect plan of grace and you walked in my skin embraced me within then died there in my place well that's grace Sweet grace 
of the earth to the height of the sky to the depth of my estate it's just grace just grace and it's only by grace that our Jesus has saved not by the works of our hands or our best laid plans, just grace. And nothing but grace can fully erase. From our first to our last, our lives will pass through grace. From our first to our last, our lives will pass through grace. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the new king peace on earth and mercy mild god and sin is reconciled joyful all ye nations rise join the triumph of the skies with the angelic host proclaim christ is born in bethlehem Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Christ by highest heaven adored Christ the everlasting Lord Late in time behold Him come Offspring of a virgin's womb Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased with us in flesh to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, Hail the Son of Righteousness, Light and life to all He brings, Risen with healing in His wings. Mild He lays His glory by, Born that we no more may die, Born to raise us from the earth, born to give us second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the
Brothers and sisters, I know Jesus is the light of the world because one dark day he came into my life and that light has never allowed my life to be dark that way again. But what is problematic for me is that now God trusts me and God trusts you to be light for the world. So as the ushers come and we light these candles, let this be another rededication that we are Christians. We are light of the world. Savior is born, Christ. 
Christ the Savior is born. And because he was born, that light now is deposited in each and every one of us. And someone, someone is waiting for you to light up their world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.